Thanks for listening to Ace on the House on Podcast One. Just $25, you get wine and gifts. Ace's favorite stuff or products from ACS. Every single month, you get the drink you choose. It's hard to beat cool stuff and booze. Adam's Monthly Nut. Adam's Monthly Nut. You heard Dick. It's time for a new month of Adam's Monthly Nut. Get ready because March's shipment is one of the best nuts yet. You'll get... Two hand-rolled, Mark Garagos-approved, award-winning McAuliffe cigars delivered in a custom wood box. A did-you-feed-the-dog calendar, so you'll never forget to not starve your dog. A pack of Sabelle's chocolate chip cookies. Four custom Delta Foo shot glasses, so you can make the most of your day wasted. And, of course, a bottle of your choice. The $60 value is yours for only $25. Sign up for one month or keep the shipments coming. So prep your mail's box and get ready for Adam's Monthly Nut. Hurry, we will sell out. A lively show today on uh, Ace on the House. Stromer is Skyping in because he has a very sick, older parent who's living with him. We get into the, uh, we get some gallows humor, but again, we bring it all home and answer your questions as well. So thanks for tuning in and thanks for sharing. First, let me hit the Geico. Do you own, do you rent? Well, if you own a home or you have renter's insurance, have you thought about bundling? How about you bundle those policies at Geico? They make it easy. It's a good thing, too, because you got a lot of time or you don't have a lot of time. Well, now you have a lot of time at home, and now it's time to hop on Geico.com. Get a quote. See just how much you could save when you bundle. Visit Geico.com today at Geico.com. This is Corolla Digital. A master carpenter who's here to help you out. If you can't fix it, then let A show you how. Get it on. Got to get on. A choice we're going to mend it. Get it on. Get the heck on. <laughs> Stromer is uh, coming at us uh, remote via Skype by, or some version of that, right? It's exciting in the world of technology, isn't it? Yeah. It's never going to work, but we'll, well enjoy yeah. it while we can. Well, yesterday, my my poor ninety year old mother with the uh, with the COPD and the horrible you know heart failure had to get a tooth pulled. Mm. Then my mm. dog went down with some sort of horrible, uh, uh, horrible thing where I think it's cancer, $7,000 fee to run tests, at which point I said, no fucking way. Love you, but it ain't going to do it. Mm. And then I sliced my finger, filleted it like a trout. Mm. And uh, I, had it been any other time, I would have gone to the ER to get a couple of stitches, but I've now got it bound with duct tape and a and a uh, nonstick gauze pad so yesterday for all intent and purposes sucked ass how are you doing <laughs> i feel bad when i answer with top of the world looking down on creation yeah. fuck yeah i'm a winner jesus 
Congratulations. I mean, you're missing dudes. a free fucking lunch. I Duke know. Fuck, I'm just sitting here in my own, a stew of my own hor- horror broth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my parents are old too, man. It's so, not easy, man. No, it, it isn't, but it's easier for me because uh, you care. I don't care. Well, well, but listen, Ed, mm. I, had, I had a scenario this morning where I didn't get the normal text of, could you bring in my yogurt and banana? That didn't come for an hour, and I thought, you oh, think oh, she's, do you think she's dead? Well, maybe she is. Oh, well, I guess God. I should just do the pod anyway. Who cares if she is? Yeah. I'll go in and check on her, but then she texted me right before, so I was like, Fuck! She's living. How many square feet? What do you got? About four or five thousand? I, I have the house itself is probably about thirty two hundred. And then, uh, you know, she's in the what used to be my office slash drum setup with bass amps and musical stuff that we could all jam. That's now gone away. And instead, it's my mother laying there telling me to get her yogurt. If I lived with my mom, I would definitely kill myself. Like, I feel like I want to do it. And I just didn't take tuesday of the first i would like i would like callers to call in telling me how to kill myself that would be a fun segment (laughs) well i don't know if this is for the air but uh you know your dog reminded me you know nate who i make all the movies with in the next building that dude's from montana yeah when he hears stories about you taking your dog in and putting them down and it costs 500 bucks he's like my yeah. brother my brother will do it for free he do well that see that all the i'm time. with i'm with, I'm with I Nate, and i i said this morning to amy you know let's just i'm just gonna dig a hole when she dies and we're gonna bury her in the backyard because it's gonna be one of those things where it's like well you have the plas platinum package for 7700 or you can go with the velvet line it's like fuck it's a dog you know oh no like, no i'm break. i'm talking about your mom Oh, <laughs> I'm, well, I'm sorry. I didn't. You I'm didn't let me. Too. You didn't let me transition here. I was saying <laughs> Nate's brother could probably take care of my mom, your mom. Like he's in Montana, but just one well, trip I'm out need here. Nate's he, brother's number as soon as possible. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Here's the sad thing about me. Like anybody I'd ever talk to would be like, "Well, you can take your dog into the vet and have it euthanized for." 750 bucks or for the price of 144 slug nate's brother could do it out in the woods i'm like yeah i don't i don't really see the difference in that everyone is totally horrifying that i i don't know like when you say to me well uh we have the death penalty but the lethal injection you know some of these guys they they stay awake and they choke on their own saliva and it's very and i'm like what's wrong with the firing squad and they're like, what? No. And I'm like, why not? What, what do we talk? First things first, we're killing something. We've, right. At least and we've by, agreed on we're going to kill something, right? I love I love the fact that there'd be seven guys and then one didn't didn't know if they had the bullet or not. And then nobody has the con- the guilty conscience. I think that's a better way to go, too. Yes. Yeah. They have the one guy. And maybe I think... It's probably not lore. I mean, did you guys know that, that the firing squad, they, they give one guy a blank, but they don't tell anybody who it is, and yeah. then we could all sleep like a baby, although... I, I, I like know. that. It's better than wa- everyone watching the guy writhe and, and drool, and, and, you know, on some level, if he if he did authentically murder some horrible, you know, some horrible crime, who gives a fuck, right? I'm, like, with, I'm with you. Can we I don't all agree care. it would be better if they gave that one guy like a paintball pellet 
Like, let's have a little color. Here, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, true. Just one. <laughs> yeah. 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 The one that doesn't have a real bullet gets to shoot a pink blank paintball pellet. <laughs> <laughs> Gary says here they did the same with Hiroshima Nagasaki. Per my grandfather, who was career Air Force, they had five guys on the plane who all had to push the button simultaneously to drop it. Oh, to drop it. And then four of them were fake so that presumably all the guys could sleep at night, you know. Yeah, well. Well, that's actually a great idea. Yeah, but here's the whole thing. They bombed Pearl Harbor, number one. Number two, once we did the invasion of the mainland, there'd be millions of people dead. So they saved a bunch of lives. So. Uh, those guys are heroes. They don't need fake buttons. All right. No. <laughs> um, I want to thank uh, Keeps and Tommy John and Geico for sponsoring the show. So, uh, so Stromer's remote today, but we still have uh, questions. So we'll see if I can pull up the first one on uh, Craig Forty, Washington State. Craig, how's it going, Ace and Good. Stromer? How you doing? Hey, you guys all. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm I'm safe in Washington State. No problems here. I have a I have a, a sad testimonial. I have not altered my life in any way, shape, or form, in including uh, washing my hands. Yeah. <laughs> I've not done anything different. Now I don't go out on Saturday night to the comedy club because they closed. But that's that's about it. <laughs> so wait, Adam, all the club dates are shut down for comedians across the country. Um. Basically, everything shut down. Everything is shut down. That's right. That is absolutely true. All right. All right. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, Craig. What do you What do you got? What are you doing to ride this out? Or what business were you in? <laughs> I I am in. I haul fuel for a living. Oh, you drive a so truck? Trucking fuel. Oh yeah, I truck fuel from Washington State into Idaho, Oregon, Montana, all over Washington. Right now, I'm hauling nothing but gas. From Pasco, Tri Cities, Washington to Boise, Idaho area. Oh, well, good. Well, thank 11, you. Hey, Seven thousand gallons at a time. When you get into so. uh, Montana, if you see Nate's brother, tell him the pack. Yeah, I need, I need his help. Have him give me a call. <laughs> I, tell him lock and load and uh, yes. give him a ride. Yep. I am so happy that the truck drivers are not grounded. I mean, that these guys. My fear, and I don't have many fears. My only fear that runs through my brain every once in a while is what if these semis and these trucks can't re- restore or refill the supermarkets and the fueling stations and all that kind of stuff. You know, um, yeah, you, well, you, you know, the, like the guys at, at the, at the market and the truck drivers who are bringing all the supplies and even the guys at the home improvement stores that are still open, those are the heroes, man. They're saving us all. Like those are the go-to lighthouse guys in this culture. I agree. You know, my only, uh, I would be tempted to just stop hauling the fuel and then go, and everything would grind to a halt and everyone would fucking go hungry. And then you'd say to Joe Biden and Bernie, hey, I, I thought I was the bad guy. Like, we, we, I, I thought we were going to be replaced with light rail, you fucking dicks. Well, Thanks. well, and to keep things in perspective during times like this, they actually. Uh, exempt our hours of service so we can run longer if need be to keep the supply chains open. Oh, do they have a... Uh, the fuel movement. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sort of like an emergency setting for you guys? Yes. Yep. So... Yep, so we can run run a few extra hours over our 14 that we can work now. So right. by law, we can only drive 11 and work 14. Mm-hmm. And then we have to have a 10-hour break. 
Right. We're speaking. We're speaking to one of the real heroes in this time. Thank you, sir, for your help. Thanks, Greg. Well, hopefully we can answer. We we hopefully we can answer your question. Uh, So, is one of those double fuel tanker semi trucks eleven thousand gallons? Yes, I haul eleven three gas or ninety eight hundred diesel. Oh, less. How does that work? Hey, guys, I have a question that I know all everybody wants to know the true answer to. And that is, are there really glory holes at truck stops and where are they? And please give me some answers. (laughs) Don't dignify that with an answer, hero. Uh, I don't know. I don't go inside them because most of them are so creepy and seedy. I stay out of them. I want to, Greg, I want to, I want to drill down a little bit more on this. You're talking about the big twin tank semi trucks, right? And in, in terms of gasoline, you're 11,000 gallons with diesel, you're a little under 10,000 gallons. Correct. Yep. Why? Diesel weighs more than gasoline does. Is that why it is? Would have never, never known. Are you with those two tanks? When you're at 11,000 gallons, are you topped off? Uh, I could actually go to all, about 13.5. With those, it's uh, just a weight issue. But, but yeah, then you're way overweight. And, in fact, at 11.3, I weigh right at about 105,000 pounds. Wow. God. So it's, uh, it's quite a bit. You know, here, here's the most shocking statistic that I love to tell people. I can load this truck at up to 2,600 gallons a minute. Wow. So and when I go to put 10, 10 gallons in the wife's Mini Cooper, I'm like, come on, this takes forever. Right. Yeah, it drives, drives me nuts, nuts, too. Well, thank Wait, you. why is that? Why is that? Because it's just the volume uh, uh, that can come through the diesel pump? What is the difference? I don't well, understand. Each, each, each system uh, at the rack where we load the trucks at, they each arm is a different product, you know, the hooks to the truck. We can hook up to five arms at a time, and these arms can run five to six hundred gallons a minute. Wow! You know, and fill our. Hey, can I let? Can I just break in? But because I'm doing this at home, Mrs. Stromer just got out of the shower, and it's so much nicer to look at Mrs. Stromer <laughs> putting her robe on than to look at Gary and Matt. But I love them. But if they were naked, it might you be better. You can go ahead. Anyway, and go ahead. That out, Stromer. <laughs> we all can see. Gary, put the uh, put your robe on. Let me see what that does for me. <laughs> All right. Hey, Craig, I feel like we should answer your question with all the work yeah, you're ahead. doing. You, you have a rental no house. No problem. Yeah, go ahead and so ask So I'm us. renting a house at the moment while we're building another house. Nice. And it's an older house built in the 40s. It's a ranch style. Every door sags on the top end of the strike side. Mm-hmm. So I've gone around, as you should, and I've checked the tightness of all the hinge screws and all the doors. Mm-hmm. That's made no difference. All the jams are tight. And plus, this is just a rental house. So my mm. uh, my idea before I do this, figured run it by you guys, is to take and pull the top pin, put a shim in the strike side to push the door up, and then bend the ears of the hinge on the door to align it, put the pin back in. All right, let me get this straight. The door is rubbing above the doorknob up top against yes. the against the vertical jam. And so we want to take the door, we want to kind of move it back that direction, right? Correct, on the on the top hinge, essentially. Right, and so you're talking about putting a shim on the door side of the top, oh, I'm sorry, 
Wait a minute. Where are we talking about putting a shim on the on bottom? The, on the strike side. On the top, on the strike side, to push the door over towards the hinge. You know, you know, away from the jam on your strike side. Well, wait. But I'm does trying, it, I'm se- a little does it seem like? Does it seem like the the opening is is sagging? No, it like seems the like header the is sagging. Are just out. There's play in the actual hinge. Yeah, assembly. I get it. I see. I'm okay, going to be know. able to fix this problem, Craig. I'm st- okay. I'm not exactly picturing when you say the hinge on the strike side. The strike side's where the no, knob no, I'm is. Sorry, I'm sorry. The the hinge on 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 the top of the door. You know, right. put a put a shim on the strike side. The you know, in the jam to push it over and then bend the ears and then pull the shim out. Yeah. So we're but just why, bending uh, the hinge body uh, all right. as opposed to, you know, changing them out. No, I get it. Um, you keep saying hinge on the strike side. There is no oh, hinge I'm sorry. I'm on, in, no, on no, the no, strike the, side. You know, just the top hinge. Yep. The top hinge. Yep, okay. But, yep. And now if you shim out the top hinge, and there is such a thing as shimming hinges, but if you shim out the top hinge, it's going to push you further the wrong direction. You want to... Oh, no, no, correct. So so I'm saying actually put just, just take a temporary wooden shim and stick it in the jam on the strike side mm-hmm. just to hold the door in the proper spot for the moment oh. and then bend the ears oh, and pliers okay. of the actual hinge. Yeah, I get it. Um, we and used to do it. that. So when you said shim, we would shim Sorry. out hinges <laughs> with pieces of cardboard, thin cardboard and wood and things Correct. like that. Yeah. So if you're going to put yeah. a permanent shim in anything, put it in the bottom, as long as we're yeah. just talking shims. In terms of bending the hinge... I've done it before. Um, do it with a crescent wrench, not with uh, pliers. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can take yep, a crescent yep. wrench and tighten it down and physically bend it and see if you can pull it over there. Also, if the pin has any slop in it, like the pin is worn out and it has any slop, you want to get a tighter pin because it's always going to fall down toward the rub side, right? So check yeah. that. Yep. Uh, and then after that, it's a it's a rental. But yeah, the, exactly. The first the first thing I did I actually went around the house and pulled the pins from the bottom and put them in the top. Mm. Just thinking there was some wear in the yeah pins. yeah no you're and, and that's that good. Didn't, didn't make much of a much yeah. of a uh, change. I'm I'm a car guy, so I think of everything and moving parts around. You know, first before you spend money. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, the first thing you do is tighten all the screws, and now what yep. you're going to have to get into is trying to bend that hinge. But use a crescent wrench, lock it on there, and bend it that way and see what happens. Give her a little, give her some tail. Yeah, get a oh. get a, a mallet or, or a uh, dead blow hammer or something like that, or you know, something with a little heft to it, and give it a whack and see if you can bend it. Yeah. Okay, All right, great. Thanks, Craig. I appreciate it, guys. You appreciate bet. Thank it. Thank you. You bet. All right, let me hit uh, Keeps over here. Two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the age of 35. So don't go broke avoiding uh, being bald. Go to Keeps. And you got to keep what you keep, what you got now. That's what we're saying. Keeps generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products. More five-star reviews than any of their competitors, nearly 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention. Treatments start at just 10 bucks a month. 10 bucks a month to keep that head of hair? That is almost nothing, man. You know how many guys are walking out there with the super thinning hair that wish they got on this when they could have? So, for a limited time, you get your first month for free as well. 
you're ready, take action, prevent that hair loss. Go to keeps.com slash ace. Receive your first month treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash ace. All right. Let's see. Tankless water heater upgrade discussion. You, you emotionally ready for that, Stromer? I am. I've got one and I love it. Uh, let's talk. Let's see what they want. Jeremy? Yeah. Ace man. What's going Eric, on? Get it on. Yeah, get it hey, on. what's up? Yeah, well, hey, so I'm in the big D here, and um, and our, our tankless water heater, I think, has just too much uh, crap in the bottom of it. And so now I'm looking at options of replacing it on the cheap and just keeping a, a, a big gallon tank or going to something that's tankless. And Ace Man, since I've been living to you, listening to you for a long time, I've been just fascinated by efficiency now. So mm. I, I want to take the leap, but then people are telling me, uh, it's it's not effective. It's not as effective as a, a a big tank. What do you guys? What say you? I have thoughts, which is good for you because I did this tankless thing years ago in an old house I was in, and and I realized the tankless thing. It's kind of like solar power, which is you can put up some solar panels and you can supplement your electrical with the solar panels, but it's really hard to get 100% off the grid. You know, that's kind of a tall order for most large or medium-sized houses. So the grid is a tank. What you can do with the tankless system is is shrink your footprint like you would do with electrical and um, solar panels. So what I would say is go with a good tankless system and then have a supplementary like 10 gallon punk hopper right and that yeah. 10 gallon punk hopper it could be electric or could be gas powered uh it's probably electric i don't know if they have gas powered 10 10 horsepower i had a little punk one i it was probably like 10 or 12 gallons it was like it was small uh, that's where the on-demand hot water would come from. And by the mm-hmm. time you got to the bottom of that, the tankless heater had warmed up to the point where it worked. It, that's the way I did it, and it worked. Now, Gary, I don't know. Do they have tankless heaters that are as effective as hopper water heaters now? Or do you see anything on using a small way, tank in conjunction? The way, I, the way I did it is I did it with zones. So I, I just went the master was dedicated to the tankless and then and then the rest of the house was, was the old hot water heater. So if you can run separate plumbing and tee stuff off that way, I, that's that seems to work pretty well in my house. Hmm. I'm going to have uh, Gary check into my supplementary uh, tank thing and see if it, uh, see if it, see what it does. Oh, did we lose Jeremy? No, I'm still here. Sorry. Oh, okay. I should have been, I should have been. Hi. Did we lose, did we, did we lose Stromer? In. Stromer, are you there? No, I'm here. I'm here. Are you kidding me? Um, all right. So yeah, Gary, what are, what's the take on the today's tankless water heaters? Do they work? Yeah, by all accounts, they do. Uh, at first blush here, I'm looking at notes about recirculation pumps. For yeah, larger, those are good. Larger systems. Yeah, I have one of those to be, too, yeah. Seems to be the hotness. Use yeah. use a recirculating pump. I should have brought that up. And okay. go, I you know, my thing with this unit that we're talking about is don't skimp on it. 
go with a Bosch or something that yeah. check it out, do your homework, get spend a little extra, get a bigger BTU unit or whatever it is, because you just don't want to save 300 bucks on this thing and have to deal with uh, waiting on the hot. But uh, look Great. into the recirculation as well. Okay, will do. Thank you, guys. Appreciate Thanks, man. It. Yeah, the recirc systems get the cold water. The, the stuff sits in the pipes, and it gets right. cold, and this recirculates it. I was in the pool this morning, Stromer. It was forty-five outside, right? How do you do it? You must. You must be like an like Aquaman. I'm like Aquaman, uh, but with saggy tits. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, but uh, they, they, that actually is helpful because it slows you down because you don't <laughs> want to go too fast. You might hit your head on the side. I, uh, it's I like do, a spoiler. <laughs> I, I do have to. Uh, I do go uh, on natural in the pool in the morning. But uh, now that the kids are home from school, I got to. You know, I was walking out there in my towel the other day with nothing else, yeah. and then I, yeah. my daughter's windows wide open, her friends waving at me, and I'm like, "Hey, how you doing?" And I circle right back into the house to get the trunks. The pool is like 56, so that's not too bad. But the temp outside is in the 40s. Now, what's it like where you're at? We're probably about the same zone, right? Yeah, it's about the same. It's freezing, but unfortunately, my yard, you know, because I pulled all the topsoil off and, and dug trenches, now it's just a big mud hole, and it looks like Beirut, basically. So I'm not going out there much. Mm. But I will tell you, in terms of the saggy boob thing, last night I was preparing a delicious roast chicken dinner for the family, and my son came by with a soup ladle and put the soup ladle over my bare bosom <laughs> as if he were serving up some titty stew, at which point I looked down and realized, wow, I did fill that cup now, didn't I? <laughs> wow. A ladle cup. Double... Double, Double ladle cup. <laughs> <laughs> That's the male version of bra sizes. <laughs> uh, Gabe's got a question on line three from the Bay Area. Gabe, 28. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's going on? Hey, I got this uh, laundry room in our hallway upstairs, and it's got two doors, uh, but you can't open them without getting in your own way. And it doesn't look like there's room for pocket doors on the side. So, are they bifolding now, or they just hinge out? They just hinge out. How big's the opening, approximately? Um, I'd say about eighty-seven feet. How how big? About seven feet. So about seven feet. So uh, you have, well, is it over? Or is each door over thirty-six inches? Uh, probably not. Probably. Yeah. Six feet. Yeah, you're probably right. It's probably more like six feet. Huh. How do you think, how do I know everything from 500 miles away? You ever, anyone ever question that? Yeah, the reason I know it's not seven foot is because getting a 44 inch door or 42 inch door is a bitch, but 36 inches is no problemo. So if it's two doors and they're kind of standard, they're going to be 36 inches. Unless someone's building a custom house, but if yeah, then build- it's like a gate. Then it's like gate hardware, right? If they're building a custom house. <laughs> they put a pocket. All right. right, so you have two doors. Well, yeah, there's enough room for you know a washer and a dryer. For yeah, six um, six foot's enough. Okay. Yeah. So here's the question: um, 
And you, I get it. Opening out's a pain in the ass. Do you want to just pop the pins and put the doors in the garage and put them back on when you sell the house? No, <laughs> we just bought the house. Oh. <laughs> like, my condolences. Um, <laughs> Wait, what are you thinking, Ace? Like, just putting a, putting a curtain up or something? Well, no. I My thing is, just like, if I just was renting the house or going to sell it or something, I'd just live with looking at the washing machines. You, you got to go with why didn't they go with bifolding doors? Does that make sense? Yeah, you want yeah, the bifold. I've seen any really nice ones. Any really nice bifolding doors? Yeah, I guess the only ones I've, I've had experience with are kind of cheesy, like almost, you know, paper. They're, like hollow, they're mostly hollow core. They're pretty, yeah, you're right about well, that. Well, they're, they're either slats or hollow core. They're, they're always kind of, they're, they're kind of cheap. They're the kind of door that your drunken fiance punches a hole through. It's that kind of door. Well, some are slab, <laughs> but a lot of them are those slat kind of ones where the, you know, the wooden slat variety where it's like solid right. at the bottom. I put in a few of those. Um, all right. So, Gabriel, there's no <clears throat> there's no possibility for a pocket door. I mean, that's a big work. That's big work, right? Well, the reason is because the, the hallway kind of turns around the laundry room. We've got another hallway going to right, the bedroom. Right, right. And you don't want to get you don't want to get rid of the doors, okay? And the doors open out, and what do they do? Do they block things, or is it, how's it work? Just, they block both sides, and then you try to get the handle around it. It totally pinches the hallway. What uh, what kind of hardware is on the doors? You have dummy knobs now and a ball catch or something. Mm-hmm. Exactly, just two dummy knobs and don't turn. And the the spring-loaded ball catch at the top? Yeah. Hmm. You guys ever wonder how I just see? I see. Because you're like a visionary. You got dummy knobs and a ball catch? Yes. Okay. So when people (laughs) talk to me, they should understand what I see. I see. You're like a doctor, for God's sake. Yes. Don't call me a handyman, bitch. No, no. All right. So... It's it. This is uh, here's what I would say. Um, I would say find good bifolding doors or even have them made. Go to a window, a door and sash place and go. I want this is a nice house. You're in the Bay Area. You've earned it, Gabriel. I say go to a sash and door place and order up a nice set of like whatever matches the house, raised panel or whatever, solid core, you know, natural finish or paint grade. Get have a nice set of bifolding doors made up and get good good knobs and hardware and remember everyone, I'm looking at Gary and uh Matt the Porcelain Punisher, bifolding doors Everyone puts the pull handles at the end where, like, the doorknobs would go, but they're bifolding. You know what I mean? They go, yeah, you that's go to right. the outside of the first door. So when you pull them out, they go, rump, they go in. It, it kind of looks a little weird sometimes. Maybe you go with the dummy set on the inside, but the knobs are supposed to be at the end of the indoor, of the first door. When you pull out, it yeah, slides, pull that slides in. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now what, and what yeah. about what about like triple bypass doors on a track, <laughs> right? Triple? Oh, you mean yeah, sliding? 
not yeah, by folding. Bi- yeah, yeah, but no, that, bi- like the bi- triple bypass, nah, so that they all that pass uses each other. Up. You can get a wider opening. No, I, uh, I, I poo poo that. Right, because fine. because the club you're you're because you're gonna get you have to get two foot plus from one side when you slide them all in right right and it's and too deep inside the opening you, too you probably. got you got you got to get to your washing machine right but wait can this gentleman even go outside in San Francisco to look for this at the sash and door place I yeah what do you what are you allowed to do in the Bay Area I don't know, I'm, I'm in Marin County and. Uh, I have a small rooms kid business. Um, and hard, I called the police department around here. And it seems like we're conducting business. They told me to call the town, and the town's closed. So. so you have a small what business? The phone broke up. Small landscaping business. Oh, landscaping business. All right. Um, find a sash and door place. Um, throw a tape on your opening. And... Order some nice doors and 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 take some pictures of other doors around it so it matches. Yeah, like and do solid panel, and it has some weight to it. Whenever it has a little bit of weight and heft, it feels less cheesy. All right, Gabriel. Thank you. All right, before we take another call, a couple of weeks ago, me and Stromer and I did a little uh, pre-tape conversation about a road trip we took with our friends over at uh, Geico. So uh, I think you're going to like it. This is Stromer's in studio, obviously. So give it a listen. Well, it's time for a great segment sponsored by our friends at Geico. Let's take a drive with Geico. Spring break's coming up. Yeah, the kids are going to be out of school soon. Yeah, I love packing the kids up in the car and driving from one destination to another. You get to hear music. You get to hear stories. You get to actually reconnect with family. It's great. And Geico makes it incredibly easy to ensure that you have a stress-free drive knowing you've got a great car insurance. And uh, when you have fantastic car insurance, then uh, the road is open and it's your oysters. Well, I uh, ever driven, ever, ever taken the kids to the Grand Canyon? Yes, I took my son once to the Grand Canyon, my son Dusty. And it's just, it's a, an unbelievable experience to see the colors that show up in all the cliffside rocks. Gorgeous. Yeah, so if you're here... You could head out to the Grand Canyon, or you could uh, head. Uh, I'm going to be heading up to Pebble Beach, which is always one of my favorite drives uh, ever. Maybe one of the most beautiful drives in the world along the coastline. There, I will tell you, this hombre took a vacation to the Amalfi Coast Ooh. one year with uh, families and Kimmel's family and uh, Bill Simmons' family, and we all went to the Amalfi Coast in Italy and rented a house. And the Amalfi Coast was a great drive. But it's not any better than that stretch of the one. No, you're right. I've been to both as well, and I'll tell you that could be the thing. And you know, you you got to feel secure when you're driving. You got to make sure that you you have the confidence to know that you're protected no matter what happens. So I love driving with that. Speaking of protection, I have also driven down the Baja coast. Yeah, and I've driven all, and it's amazing the drive from. Hmm, Tijuana to like Rosarita or Ensenada. Yeah. It is absolutely amazing. That this entire coast, even crossing the border and just going into Mexico, it's still the same coast. Like sure it's is, yeah. Just um it's just breathtaking. Yeah. I mean the point is is that if you have if you have some time, summer's upon us, we're about ready to get into the time when everybody's out on the road driving. Why not feel confident, comfortable, just being able to go wherever you want with your family, with the ones you love, get to a destination safely. That's the name of the game. Yeah. 
And you can also do it on a motorcycle every yeah. once in a while as uh, well. But uh, I love that, and I love taking the drive. And uh, speaking of Simmons, he's got a place in Malibu, and you take that canyon over there, put the girls in the back of the truckster. That is uh, one of my favorite drives. So be sure to go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. That is Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That is Geico.com and find out just how much you could be saving on your automotive insurance. And they'll do motorcycles, too. That is Geico at Geico.com. Well, there you go. The old Stromer, as we knew him, in studio Stromer. Back in the day. (laughs) Back in the day. Uh, Let's see. We got a call here. Wants to build a platform for a loft. Oh, my God. I just got moist. I got moist. I did, too, because I just did one of those. I love it. Hey, um, Ryan, 42, Redondo Beach. Hey, gentlemen. You know, I have that effect on people. You do, brother. What's going on? So I've got a, a vaulted room. You know, it's about uh, probably 15 feet tall, you know, like an A-frame type vault in the room. And in the corner, there's a an L-shaped platform, you know, like a loft area mm-hmm. of that room uh, with the closets below it. So they built out the closets and then put mm-hmm. the little yeah. loft area above it. So I want to build a, a platform that the kids could climb up into that loft area. And so I have to um, I have two sides to fix it to. And then, of course, I have to get access to the closet that would be below the platform. So I'm looking mm-hmm. for ideas on on how to, A, how to fix it to the wall, and then what kind of ladder system would be good for that. Okay. Um, we got answers. You say that you have a current loft above the closet? Yes. And this loft is going to go where compared to the current one? I want to just put a a platform in that would overhang the closet doors mm-hmm. and then have uh, like a staircase up to it. So it would be kind of a landing before they could climb up into the uh, – either step over into okay. the loft area yeah. or maybe like a, a half a step up into it. Okay. Um, and, is that, and is that closet a freestanding box that has – just an exposed top is that what you're saying it's it's not freestanding the room's kind of an odd shape but um essentially the closet in this room butts up to the closet that's in the other room um that's next obviously next next door to it yeah so all right i'm gonna tell freestanding i'm gonna tell you what i did um so first things first um plywood is four foot by eight foot so you do the math on the size you know what i'm saying but work in increments of four foot, eight foot, you know. Um, Make it easy on the cuts. Yeah, I would use um, Home Depot has a finished ply now. It's a kind of generic finished ply, like a three-quarter finished ply. Just use that. It, it'll look good when you paint it. It even looks good kind of natural. Uh, but, if you know, if you want to match some oak or birch or maple or something, then use that. You know, if you want to go high end and get a multiply from the plywood, you know, from the hardwood plywood place, but not the Home Depot. Home Depot have what you need. Okay. Um, the next thing I would say is you can attach it on three side, two sides, right? Yep. So you got one side hanging, right? Um, yeah, one corner. Yeah. Now I'm no, I don't like putting a post down to the ground myself. Um, and I've done ones with posts. I've done ones where I've hung hung them from the top with a cable. 
Here's what I'm going to suggest. I suggest using your ladder system as a post. How dare you? Put that ladder in the corner. Have it be bearing. Load worthy. Sweet. Right, Ryan? I like it. Yeah, that's what I was. That's kind of what I was thinking of. In my, oh, my, bullshit. Of course, I have to. <laughs> well. Okay, that, all right, that's good. Now, the thing about the ladder, let me give you a couple uh, ladder tips. Don't bring the ladder just up to the height of the, the platform. Go two foot beyond the height so you can your kids can grab onto that top rung two foot above the platform and kind of pull themselves up or three foot. Now, you, are you, you know going to I mean? integrate the ladder into the hand ra- or the rail around this thing, or do you not need a rail around it to keep the, them from falling off? So I think the ladder, uh, no pun intended, my wife, though, however, is going to want this thing, you know, secured like a prison cell. Like so she's gonna probably want- going to have to put a Put a rail around everything. Rail around, yeah. Okay. Um, whatever the rail is, I think, trying to kind of picture it, have the ladder be part of the rail, start off the ladder, but but have the ladder go higher than the rail so that you can pull yep. yourself up and, like, swing your leg over or put a gate or something on it. Um, but think about that. Now, the ladder... That I built my son, not that he gives two shits, but the ladder that I built my son, I did it this way. I took, I did dowels. I did like the inch and a quarter dowels. I even got them in white, like white vinyl coated. So they're kind of like finished, you know? Uh, I used a Forstner bit. You know what a Forstner bit is, Ryan? Uh, of course I do, but why don't you explain it to the Oh, other? yeah. Matt wants to know what it is. Okay. <laughs> so here's this is how, what Matt always perks up and he, looks back at. Here's how, here's how you make this ladder. You get your length, your side rail runs, you know, including the two foot or whatever you're going past the platform, right? <clears throat> then you get those two runs. You do them out of, like, finish, like, kiln-dried finish two by fours right now if you want to take a trimmer and a round over bit round over all four edges of it you know uh, or see if you can miss the edges that are going flat against the platform if you're really good but whatever round them all over get them all sanded finished up then put them side by side on a on a workbench table flush them up at the end and get your square out draw a line through each one you know put the top one three inches down from the top, put the bottom one, do them every one foot or 10 inches or something like that. Do your multiple so they're all the same. Draw your line all the way through them. Then just take your Forstner bit and find the center of each one. The Forstner bit, it's it's a round-ended bit. Let's see. It's, it's, it's not like a... Let's see. See, the thing about using a paddle bit... You could use a paddle bit, but the paddle bit's got that little spade tip, and you need to stop that before you pop out the other side. The Forstner bit has much less of that sticking down, so you can go a little bit deeper. It's a cleaner hole. It's um, It'll be like an inch and a quarter Forstner bit, or whatever the dowel is. Ask for that. I'm trying to describe it. It's kind of tough, but you'll see it in the drill 
section. Yeah, I Googled it. I didn't look at one. You see it. Okay. Cross between a spade bit and a uh, right. uh, kind of used to punch a door hole, a door. Uh, yeah, the thing, about, the thing about the Forstner bit is you could probably just drill down to tell the thing was flush on the top of the bit, go in five-eighths of an inch or half an inch or whatever on each side. Or you could do it with the pallet, whatever, or go halfway, whatever. Just make sure and go the same depth everywhere. Then um, cut all your dowels the same length. And if you want the same depth and you have the same length dowels, when you sandwich it together, it'll all be even. Um, the only thing that I don't love about this design is the dowels tend to roll when you're climbing up them which is a little bit of an issue, but not really, but it's a little. And <clears throat> you may want to shoot a pin, you know, put some glue or something in the hole and then shoot a pin nail through the backside to act as a catch, you know, so it doesn't roll on you. How old are the, how old are the kids, by the way? Eight and six. All right. Yeah, so that should be secure, yeah. They're going to love this. Um Put a mounting plate at the top and maybe a mounting plate at the bottom, too, to hold the ladder together. And uh, and Bob's your uncle. And and Ryan, you can... I'd build the whole thing out of kiln-dried two-by-fours and uh, the finished plywood on top. That's and then just sand enough. the crap out of them so that yeah. you can either paint them up and there's no splinters. And use some like deck type screws to suck everything up, and you know pre-drill everything. Just got to figure out how to build a cage so I can lock them up there. Yeah, send us a send us a picture after you do it. Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks man. All right, let me hit uh, Tommy John. Men, we dread that spring cleaning, don't we? But not with Tommy Heck John. Yeah. I'll tell you what we do. I got I broke it down into three steps here. Clean out your underwear drawer. Toss the old uh, ratty underwear. Upgrade to Tommy John. Slip into the perfect fit and experience the no-roll waistband. Proprietary fabrics that perform like nothing you've ever worn. No wedgie guarantee. No visible panty lines for the women. Quick draw fly. For the men, <clears throat> if, if uh, Stromer was wearing underwear now, he'd be wearing Tommy John. Obviously, he's in the nude. He's at home. No, I, no pants, just a shirt. Go ahead. I am wearing... My Tommy Johns, as I always do. Uh, went in the pool with them the other day. So if you don't love your first pair, they have a refund. But you're never going to use it. I guarantee you will. If you turn these things in, I will slap you with a white glove and call you a liar. Lies. Uh, Tommy John, no adjustment needed, right, Matt? Heard to TommyJohn.com slash Adam for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash Adam for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash Adam. All right, you got a vid qu- uh, email question there, perhaps? Oh, we do. And please email us at ace on the house at adamcarolla.com. Uh, we did send this picture to Stromer, so he's uh, he's got a good idea what we're it. looking at. Yep. This is from Brendan. <clears throat> Guys, my front porch has tiles that get very slippery when wet. Wondering if you have a product recommendation to etch them or anything like that. Mm. We're looking at some six by six tile. A little busy yeah. for my, my liking, but all right. 
Uh, what do you got, Stromer? I mean, you know, it's it's because it's got a pre-existing gloss finish on it, and and they build in texture. I do know that it it doesn't do anything when it gets super wet, so it almost feels like you know you're not going to scarify this because it's going to ruin the look and it's, it'll look crappy. So I would just do a runner of some sort of a of a you know what they do in restaurants when you come in and out of a lobby, just some kind of runner. So that it doesn't, you don't slip on it when you're coming to the front door. Other than that, there's really not much to do. I think they have like clear coatings with non-skid shit in there, like silk, silica, silica, or something yeah, like that. You, yeah, but then what's going to happen is it'll wear in the traffic area and really look awful and get grimy and dirty. I don't know if I'd do it. I think it's better to go runner. Okay, go runner or go home. All right, go runner. And possibly look into some clear with some non-skid, what what have you, if you're if you're thinking about that route. If you don't want the runner route, but I I agree. Right. Let's go the runner route with Stromer. All right, let's bring this uh, bad boy home. Uh, you can uh, go to AdamCroll.com. We'll give you some updates on where I'm going to be, and uh, check out my stand-up special. If you're hanging around, you want a little motivation, not Taco Bell material, you can get it at Chassis, and I think get it about everywhere. And uh, pre-order my new book, I'm Your Emotional Support Animal, which is available now for pre-order, Amazon, bookmark us and click through. What do you got, Stromer? Grave digging all weekend. <laughs> so until next time, Adam Crawl for Eric Stromer saying Mahalo. Subscribe on iTunes or visit aceontheroof.com. This is Corolla Digital.